Hello and welcome to the Amateur Skeptics Podcast number 142. The Amateur Skeptics is the proudest member of the Dumbass Media Network. Joining me this evening, Ian. Good evening, folk. And Mac. I do not have a fake English accent. Terry. Hey, happy Thanksgiving to our Canadian listeners. <laughs> and of course, the dumbass himself. Has anybody seen my Illumium Q36 explosive space modulator? <laughs> <laughs> I can't say that I have. <laughs> How is everybody? Great. Doing good. Okay, great. Doing good. Not Blair, blurry. <laughs> blurry. I mean, this I'm not overwhelmed I'm not overwhelmed with enthusiasm here. Listen guys, we're going to be talking about dildos, right? Yes. Yeah. Well, now I'm enthusiastic. Oh, exactly, right? <laughs> hey, don't worry. Dildos are good. We're going to be talking about douchebag pickup artists. Yeah. Okay, we're not as excited about that. Okay. No. no not okay. At all. Oh, um, we're going to be talking about masturbation songs. Yay! All right. Okay, good. Okay, good. So, so we'll see how this goes. We clearly have some things that we're very excited about and some others that are, are, are going to put us to sleep, but we'll, we'll get through it. Um, does anybody have anything to, uh, before we get started here? Crickets. 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 Okay, great. So <laughs> let's start. Let, let's get right to the masturbation. The Amateur Skeptics present Ian's Masturbation Moment, brought to you by the Dumbass Media Empire. The Dumbass Media Empire, bringing you content that touches people while they touch themselves. Terry? Uh, yeah, so uh, I pulled up this article from uh, Nylon online about uh, female masturbation. It's a list of female masturbation songs. And uh, because I'm an old, there's a bunch of them I hadn't heard before. So I uh, I went through and listened to all of them. I like the the first one is Haley Steinfeld, Love Myself, which, uh, yeah, I kind of like that. It was poppy. Uh, the others I could do without, but my very favorite one in the whole article was, uh, sorry, I'm clicking through right now. Oh, oh yeah. they've got, this wasn't my favorite, but Nicki Minaj, which is just exactly what you would expect. Oh, yeah. Um, With Beyonce. Britney. With Beyonce, Britney Spears, which I was not expecting on this Wait, list. Wait, she's on... She's... I've, I've got to say, that oh. one was a little bit um, obvious, what they were talking about. It was, when, yeah. they, when you say girl power songs, you didn't realize a really female masturbation anthems. I, I think everybody realized. Touch well, of my hand? Yeah, that's... Right. Uh... Certainly the Divinals, I Touch Myself, that's a classic. Well, yeah, exactly. well, but I'm sorry, Nicki Minaj and Beyonce, feeling yeah. myself? I mean, oh, come on. <laughs> Beyonce's song Partition is awesome, too. Uh, it's an awesome sex song. Twigs is someone I I actually listen to, um, but the song on here is not my favorite one. So I linked to my very favorite Twigs song, which is called Two Weeks. Um, but you good. said this is not a masturbation song. Two Weeks is not a masturbation song, but it's a fuck song. It's really, okay. really good. Um, All right. Pussycat Dolls are on here. Janet Jackson's on here. I was surprised they didn't have um, Cindy Lauper. And in fact, that's actually the top comment on there, too. Oh, see, yeah, good point. Because that's the one I knew was, you know, since I was a kid, that was, a, you know, about masturbation. I'll tell you this. I, I'm not sure about the song that the Pussycat Dolls put up here, but the, I mean, the, I do masturbate to the Pussycat Dolls. To the Pussycat Dolls. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. <Who> <laughs> but my favorite is the Macy Gray uh, dildo video, which ties right into our uh, article later. It's a little animated um, video. The song is called Bob. And the uh, description of it in the article is just when you thought your life would be Macy Grayless a few months ago, the singer-songwriter went and found another muse, Bob, her battery-operated vibrator. Nice. <laughs> it's pretty funny. That's but, awesome. 
the animation is is really cute i think it's really funny um and the side is just it's just, it's just a fun song and of course yeah. from the male side of this turning japanese i'm not familiar with that i'm turning japanese i'm turning japanese i really yeah. think so i've i've got your picture <laughs> i've got your picture <laughs> <laughs> okay maybe all right I, I wish a doctor could take your picture so I could look at you from inside as well. <laughs> wow. Okay. Okay. Yep. But you're right. To your point, Mac, it's, uh, they're kind of marketed as uh, girl power anthems or whatever. Um, mm -hmm. At the end of the article, it says, with somewhat ambiguous lyrics and a heavy pop beat, they're simply written off as girl power anthems. And yes, it is powerful for women to take agency of their bodies, but it also doesn't fully acknowledge the strength of female sexuality. So I thought that was a good, um, that was a good comment that, yeah, it kind of gets dismissed. Um, it's, but it's nice that they're singing about it. Nice that it's out there. So, you know, there is a lot of, there are a lot of really good ways to hide some very, very raunchy lyrics. Uh, anybody ever heard of a song? Okay. I, I got, I got to take issue with the idea of raunchy. What is raunchy? Okay. Listen. Think you're, <laughs> pretend in your mind that you're Tipper Gore. Oh, okay. Okay. Anything, <laughs> no. um, I would, hey, wait, Tipper Gore. I wouldn't fuck her with a stolen dick. <laughs> Thank you, Donald uh, Trump. Anyway, um, anybody ever heard of a song called Hunting Girl by Jethro Tull? Uh, nope. Nope. I imagine maybe I've heard it, but there is an absolutely there is an absolutely great line in there. Um basically the, the story is that this this poor country fellow meets a highborn lady who's joined with a hunt <clears throat> and she he opens the gate for the hunters, but she stays behind dismounts and essentially has him and there's a line in there that says unbridled passion i took the bit in my teeth with her standing over and me on my knees underneath whoa <laughs> nice yep. who knew man yep. wow well let me tell you something um there's this one song that um i'd heard like a lot of times over but i never paid attention to the lyrics at all and one day i was sitting there listening to the radio with my wife and it came on and suddenly I just listened to the lyrics and I, I turned to her and I said, Wait, did they just say, hey, you don't be silly, put a condom on your willy? <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, Terry, the other line in there you would probably appreciate is where the uh, he says, I raised the flag that she unfurled. <laughs> so I, I do like I, I, the, I mean, the right from the first sentence on here at this point is cut. It has come as no surprise that women like sex. In fact, they like it as wait, much, wait, if on, not more, on, than men. On. Hold on. Are you actually telling me <laughs> that women gain pleasure from sex? Uh, uh, yeah. My mind is blown. <laughs> but, but here's the thing is that that right there, I mean, when you, when you look at uh, uh, – when you go back, what, 100 years even just, women, women didn't like sex. It wasn't about sex; it was about procreation. Well, no, actually, a hundred years ago, it was. Well, uh, hundred years ago, it was a. Uh, it was considered a physical condition, a female hysteria. Right. Okay. Uh, okay. Oh but, yeah, and they they um they actually used uh, vibrators to uh, to treat help it, cure that. The, you, go, you go to your doctor. Yeah. Vibrators, because you know the the doctor's arm can only hold out so long. But it seems like re religion, so Christianity, has been telling us for a very long time women don't like sex. I mean, it, it, yes. yeah, right. So, taking it back is so important. 
the entire Judeo-Christian culture has essentially had women as property. Exactly. Well, I mean, the, it, it's about control, right? If you can control sex, you can control the person. So, so I mean, it, but it, yeah, it's essentially more of a Victorian attitude. I mean, like they're they're being like more like men have tried to control women throughout history, but the the whole the huge taboo on sex, you know, came in the Victorian period mostly. Okay. Mm, no, it was before the Victorian period too. I mean, we the uh, the well, Puritans, to, to a certain extent. Well, if you read Puritans, the Bible, if you read the, the Bible, I mean, it's thousands of years ago. The Puritan, the Puritans who arrived in this country as one of the first waves of settlers were, they were so repressed. They didn't even know the word, what the word repressed meant. Okay. I guess my, my point is before, because this is a huge topic is that women like sex and, and, and we have in religion has to stop telling us that women don't like sex. Women have to own the fact that they like to fuck. Right. Which is what this is about. Right. Exactly. And, 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 because people like to fuck, it, it, sh it should be okay. It's okay and, for people to fuck. And not just that we like to fuck, but that we can fuck ourselves. It's okay to masturbate, absolutely. Yeah. Yep. In yeah. a good way, in the best way possible. Let me, let me say that if religion wishes to remain valid for society, it needs to embrace that. And religion has shown its ability to evolve, and it will. It's going to evolve on on this eventually, and it's going to evolve on uh, on, on many many issues such as gay marriage. It's going to evolve on that too, so that they can just keep getting your money, <laughs> and so they can keep trying to take over power on those things. Exactly. Yeah, I, oh, that's true. So, yep. hey, but speaking of which, uh, is it time to boycott rainbow colored Doritos? No. What boycott Doritos? No. What the fuck are you even talking about? <laughs> <laughs> well, Terry, let me tell you. Ra Doritos has come out with uh, with a rainbow colored Dorito in support of the LBT. I I, I missed the letter, didn't I? Damn it, Q. LGBTQ. I don't mean to leave anybody out. I'm sorry. Anyway, it's in, it kind of in support of that. And Mike Huckabee is so mad at these people. He wants all Christians to to boycott them. But what's interesting, let's not forget what he said when people wanted to, were boycotting Chick-fil-A. He called that economic terrorism. <laughs> okay, well, well, hold on a second. Okay, go ahead. Let us, let us properly define economic terrorism. Okay, please. Apparently, under Mike Huckabee's de definition of economic terrorism, Economic terrorism means that the restaurant gets additional support from the people who like it, and they make more money because people are boycotting it. And if that's the case, then boycott Doritos. So, lol, okay. But this is a problem because Dan Savage is involved. You know who Dan Savage is, Terry? Yes, I love Dan Savage. <laughs> so apparently he was he was involved with a group. Uh, now I can't find the group name. Uh, Getting Better Project. Nambla. He, Nambla. No. <laughs> Uh, it gets better. His, it, gets, it gets better. <laughs> Woo! They in a series of videos um, of famous people like speaking to high school youth about how it gets better. Hang in there. It gets better to kind of give them uh, hope for the future. You know, those few awful years when they're still at home with their Christian parents and, you know, being uh, discriminated against in school and whatnot. Uh, it gets better. And so Mike Huckabee basically says that Dan Savage is a terrorist. What he's saying about Christianity is is so awful that if he said it about about Islam, that we would call him a terrorist. Or what did he say exactly? Maybe that's not exactly what he said. I mean, it doesn't matter. It's ridiculous either way. I, I'm I'm kind of amazed at the fact that one man manages to bully millions of Christians by apparently just being 
Dan Savage. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, I'm, I'm looking for it in here. It was. I mean, it's just this is just a great article, and this is a, this is of course right wing watch. I mean. He's promoting an agenda that we believe will collapse America. There you go, right there, collapse America. Man, they are they they are so. I, I I don't know who they're more scared of. I mean, how is it going to collapse America? Number one. Well, actually, we'll get to that. That's the next article. It it's just it the hypocrisy, right? Oh yeah, so painful. Yeah, it, it is painful. And this man wants to be president of the United States. He wants well, to be everybody's well, hold president. On hold on a second. We need to define hypocrisy correctly. Okay, please, please. Hypocrisy help. is only something that happens when Christians don't do it. <laughs> okay, so what is this? This is Christians standing up for their rights. Ah, that's right. This exactly. Is, this is Christians standing up against a terrible, terrible bully. So this goes back to this idea. Because they're a persecuted minority. Exactly. Sorry, We're, a totalitarian. No, they, they're a persecuted majority. No, no, they're a persecuted minority. <laughs> Don't, don't, don't try to take their power <laughs> by giving them more power. And apparently the gays are planning to put them in jail if they don't cheer for their wedding. Well, okay, so that's, that's the part I wanted to read. Where is that? Is that, okay. Right at the bottom. Okay, read that, read that. Part after the dot, dot, dot. Yeah. No, uh, right. where, what is it? Just that, that whole last the paragraph. Last paragraph? Yeah, read the last paragraph for me. Well, talking about uh, Savage, talking about how you don't have a right to live in a world without a gay bay of chicken that doesn't improve on anybody's private beliefs. It says, uh, Lane disagrees. Quote, he's promoting an agenda that we believe will collapse America, Lane says. Quote, Homosexual, homosexuals used to have a liberal position. Libertarian. Let me do, a, oh, libertarian position. Let me do a... We want we do in the privacy of my own home. They've moved into a totalitarian position. <laughs> You're going to participate in our weddings or we're going to bankrupt you. The next step is fascism. You're going to cheer at our weddings or we're going to put you in jail. And I take issue with that because I do not believe any homosexual would ever make anybody dress in a brown uniform. <laughs> so I do not believe that could be fascism. <laughs> this idea... Here's the thing is that we haven't even reached totalitarianism. We have not said that you must participate in their weddings. All we have said is that you cannot discriminate against them. And you, I mean, that's all we've said. You can't discriminate against them. You must well, treat them equally. If you take away their right to discriminate against people, you're bullying them. Well, I know. That, yep. This that's, comes back to these, yeah. That's the implication here. Yeah, the, the claim of persecution that doesn't exist. But I do love what Dan Savage has to say. I don't see how a bag of chips limits anyone's religious freedom, he says. Right. You don't have the right to live in a world without bags of gay chips. And <laughs> if it doesn't infringe on anyone's private beliefs and practices, a bag of a gay bag. chips out there. He also says that that Michelle Obama is going to call him and thank him for, for getting all of these re, uh, these fundamentalists to stop eating eating these bad snacks. <laughs> eating Doritos. <laughs> eating Doritos. <laughs> maybe they'll be a little thinner. Hey, maybe they'll be a little thinner. Yeah, so so really, ultimately, what I'm hearing here is that this is good for, for their health. Yeah. Yeah. Because there are no alternative bags of... Chips. And it's bad for the rest of us who support the LGBTQ movement because we now we have to go out and eat Doritos. 
So do rainbows burn their eyeballs now or what? what the I don't know that? what the fuck that is about. <laughs> you know what? I heard that, that unicorns fart rainbows, so I'm not sure. <laughs> well, you know, well, my, my understanding was that the rainbow was actually supposed to be God's promise not to flood the earth again. Not to. But I, that's only biblical, so. Could it? That's only, that's only my understanding. Yeah. <laughs> my limited understanding of the Bible. You're wrong about that. To get to the point that God is going to take wrath upon us, Hurricane... Joaquin was on its way, and it. I think it seems to me it's done. <laughs> this. I, I think this article is a little bit aged. Uh, no, this is from the ninth, so it's not that old. Be another hurricane. Yeah. So he said on. Uh, so basically, this is right wing watch again. Sorry, Rick Wilds thought Hurricane Josephine would hit New York as a Joaquin. sign of God's wrath. Joaquin, Joaquin sorry. not Josephine. Not Josephine. Joaquin. Sorry. You're thinking of the actor uh, Josephine uh, Phoenix. Joaquin Phoenix. <laughs> yeah, th- th- yeah, thank you. Anyway, so... You, you won't just remember that this hurricane is walking the line. <laughs> and there were signs of it. Hmm. They go back and forth and with a bunch of nonsense, God's judgment, yada, 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 the usual stuff. But basically, so whoever named this probably didn't realize that it meant bringer of God. And Rick Wilde says, you know, is it any wonder that, you know, that Hurricane Josephine is going to hit New York? (laughs) Joaquin means God will judge. Uh, Something like that, right? Yeah. You know why it's called Hurricane Joaquin, though? Uh, Because they had to cut. They had a bit. Because it was conveniently a J fucking name. Exactly. Hurricanes hurricanes or, or tropical storms are always codenamed alternately male and female by a letter. And they start with A and work their way through the alphabet every season. Yep. So all it means so, is that they well, needed a J a name. Hold a minute. Hurricane Sandy that hit New York was also God's judgment. What does Sandy mean? Um, it means up in my craw. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I hate to get Sandy up in my craw. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> I got to say, it's probably worse for you. Yeah, I'm sure it is. <laughs> oh, wait, wait. According to uh, what shall we name the baby.com, Sandy means we couldn't find anything convenient about this, so we didn't come up with this whole Joaquin thing. <laughs> I, I think, I I think her, <laughs> Hurricane Katrina was the same thing, right? That was God's judgment, too. That the member of uh, the Haiti earthquake, that was God's judgment. I mean, this idea that every time something fucking happens, every time there's an earthquake, every time there's a fucking storm, that this is God judging us. God has never stopped judging us then. No, well, you know, that's because Congress is not refusing to defund Planned Parenthood. <laughs> that's so right. God needs that's to true. defund the United States. Because he's pro-life, so he's sending hurricanes to kill people. Right, exactly. Because he would, <laughs> he would never take anybody's life, uh, you know, innocent life, unless they were a Canaanite. Hey, yeah, or pissed them off, or I mean, give me a break. Well, now hold on a minute, hold on a minute. I, I'm willing to give this fair hearing. If this hurricane actually manages to turn people into pillars of salt, <laughs> there may be something to this. You know what? This hurricane is going to turn me gay. Oh. <laughs> you and dumbass are you oh yeah. yeah oh yeah yeah uh, yeah, yeah. Actually, actually i'm probably move. i'm actually probably moving to a much worse place every day i go down to the church wait on the dead <laughs> in my wedding dress wait, wait for you brian with your rainbow bag of dorito <laughs> <laughs> oh can you imagine what that's gonna do to the wedding dress i was just thinking that all that <laughs> All those colors on your fingers. <laughs> <laughs> 
wiping it on your skirts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's for pretty Joaquin messy by him. now. It really is pretty messy by now. <laughs> well, Joaquin will wash that out. The reins of Joaquin will. No, I, I'm I, more than likely I'll be moving to Houston, Texas, oh, which God. is a which is a much worse place than. <laughs> oh. I know. What, what, judge, though, so there you go. Well, I tell you what, there's a lot of God's judgment going on in Texas right now. I mean, it's easy to find, you know, it, it, it's so it's so easy to find something going on in Texas. They're awful down there. Oh. You will be a force for good down there, though. I hope so. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> and two weeks later, they'll stone him. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Brian, if you want to be if you want to be stoned. Don't move to Texas. Just yeah, stay Colorado. here in Colorado. Exactly. Or, you know, you can go up to Oregon or Washington or this D.C., a, I hear. This is a complete digression, but since we're talking about pot, um, I went to a concert at Red Rocks like a week ago. I have never seen so many clouds of marijuana just out in there. And that, and, right, but and technically they're not supposed to be doing it there. But no, why would anybody enforce a, a drug law at this point? I mean, it's when it comes dark. to I, yeah, yeah, let it go, man. Yeah, nobody yeah. did. Exactly. Oh, I'm sure they didn't before, and now it's now it's like pff, whatever. It was much more open than I was expecting. And yeah. yeah, and also man buns. I've never seen so many man buns in one place. Man, the, man buns. The hair bun at the back of the. Men with beards, with mm-hmm. the longish hair that they pull into a little man man bun at the back. What what were you? Who were you going to see? <laughs> an artist named Ben Howard from Great Britain, kind of an alternative uh, pop, independent, whatever. I think alt- the, I think your answer is right there. Alt rock kind of thing. <laughs> All right, well, good. Man buns? How about mandals? <laughs> man buns. What are mandals? Mandals are man sandals. No, it was too cold because it was evening and it was chilly. That's not true. You just had socks. Yeah, some people did. Some women. Wait, are our sandals man and woman specified? Like, is there a thing there? Or are men not supposed to wear sandals? I thought Birkenstocks were just Birkenstocks, quite That's frankly. Are sandals, yeah. Yeah, what are mandals? Why are Why are you being such a sexist, Mac? Because I can. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. Should I be able to carry a concealed handgun and open carry a dildo? Fuck yeah. You should be able to open carry, <laughs> open carry a dildo. <laughs> How do they expect you to whack somebody when you disagree with them or something? You, you got to have a dildo on hand. <laughs> uh, it depends on your definition of whack. If you're using the New York definition of whack, that would be the best. A dildo on a nightstick. <laughs> <laughs> So Texas passed a a bill in June that would allow anyone with a concealed handgun license to carry a concealed firearm on any college campus in the state of Texas. And the campuses themselves, the schools themselves, they can exercise some discretion, but state schools have to allow some concealed carry on campus. So students and some instructors do not want to have concealed weapons on campus. So um, uh, one particular student has launched... uh, uh, Cox Not Glocks campaign where um, they're going to protest this by um, care open carrying dildos, which could earn them a $500 fine. That is insane. $500 for carrying around a dildo. Yeah. What is the, what is the actual, what is the actual uh, crime? Yeah. What's the crime of carrying a dildo? Misdemeanor display of obscene material. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I'm. Ha- I although I love that they're carrying dildos in public because I think, why the fuck is that a problem? Protesting, you know, the gun nut crowd that you know the good guy with the gun mentality. 
with you know a weapon of peace and love i love that but i'm i fail to see there is actually the only connection. one there's actually only one that qualifies for that that would be the colt 45 revolver because that was the only one called a peacemaker ah sorry but yeah i think it's cute and i like it but i don't know how effective it's going to be but she has four thousand people responded that they're going to participate so yeah well, but, but oh, that so... is going to be that is either going to be a hell of a lot of fines or that's going to be uh, impossible for them to impossible for them to find because there are so many. Well, the fact that they're finding five hundred dollars for carrying a dildo in the first place is ridiculous. Right. Yeah, I agree. But why is it that we punish sex more than we more than we punish somebody with a firearm? Right. It's the Victorian attitude. It, <laughs> yeah. It and, is. and you know, all those parents out there like, oh if my if my young son or daughter sees this, it's gonna force me to have this conversation with him and that it that just won't do. Yeah, with why the college student? <laughs> it is such bullshit. This idea that we want to protect everybody from hearing anything that they don't agree with. Oh, I I can't read that because is because it's against my religion. Really, is your religion that fucking fragile? Yes, it is. That's well. That's part of the problem, right? That the, yeah. what they believe is so fragile that they cannot be they, that they cannot even get a whiff of an alternative idea because because. It breaks down. Yeah, they're, they they are so scared of of information because it, because of what it ultimately does to their control. And heaven forbid you have a frank talk with your child about sexual things. I, right. Yeah. I mean, I I try to talk to my kids about sex things, and I mean, at least I at least I'm trying to have these discussions, right? And letting them know that I'm open and that they can say things and that they can talk about things without without there being a problem. So, so hopefully, how do you handle it when they put their hands over the ears and go ew 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 ew? ew. <laughs> that's what they do, right? What am I supposed? I don't know what I'm supposed to do. What should I do? Can you give me some parenting advice? It says <laughs> the man with yeah, no my kids. Son's always, my son's always like, "Yeah, mama, okay, got it." <laughs> like that's his way. Of, I understand what you're saying. No, I haven't looked at the book you gave me. I don't want to. <laughs> exactly right, and we have a great book for them. Yeah, because it's, you know the book that's the cover of uh, that's on the cover. We have this book for them. Terry, it could be worse. It could be okay. Yeah, mom, that's cool, but let me correct you on a couple of points. <laughs> that's that would be it, awesome, yeah. wouldn't it? That would be at least that would be a more engaging discussion. My oldest daughter is getting better no, here, about here's that what stuff. You do. Uh, your your kids aren't going to listen to you. Your friends, <laughs> kids, your your kids' friends might. So, but and that's where they're getting uh, information from. Ah, <laughs> uh, this is a good good plan. I'll tell you what. You know what my child told me the other day. I I was looking at her and she goes, "What's your problem?" I said, "You're my problem." And she says to me, "You should have pulled out." Oh, <laughs> nice. Isn't that awesome? Oh, I was like, "Wow, wow!" That yeah. was an awesome burn, Brian. I was so proud of her. <laughs> that was a burn. It was. It was so good. I was. Oh man, I I was a proud papa. Oh, I bet. So if my kids saw plastic dildos or whatever in sticking out of somebody's backpacks, they'd be like, "What? What is that?" And I'd say, "Oh, it's a plastic penis," and that would be the end. They'd be like, "Oh, that's weird," and we would move on with our day. You know, this is why we need a Trump butt plug to put on the coffee table. Yes. Oh, it's a Trump butt plug. Oh, okay. All right. Whatever. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah, people just get pearl, pearl clutchy over sex for sure. Way too much. I mean, it's it needs to be. It, we need to way desensitize sex. Yes, Jesus, because it because yeah, it has more power than it needs to too. To be honest, way more power than it needs to. And this idea of virginity has way more power than it needs to. Yes. Yeah. I mean, what it, virginity is not a thing. It's the absence of something, right? Yeah. And this is how Planned Parenthood has gotten demonized, is because 
we're more afraid of anything to do with sex than anything to do with killing somebody. Exactly. I mean, right. it, yeah, if you beat somebody with a dildo, you'll go to jail for a lot longer than if you killed them with a gun. Right. <laughs> well, for that matter, if you have a movie with two people making love in it, it's more likely to get an R rating than a movie that has, you know, 150 people killed. Pornographic violence doesn't garner any sort of censorship, but sex does. Right. It's so it, it I mean, and and I don't think that we need a censor um, to make that more. We don't need more censorship. Right. We need less. No, but, I mean, yeah. But the point is that people don't don't care if there's just gratuitous like maiming and killing and whatever gun you know right but if there's a but a, but a pair but, of fucking tits on the screen is a problem then we have to freak out yeah you know i i don't know um ian you've watched bullshit right yeah have you watched it with your boys uh no okay i've watched that with with um with one of my daughters is that Penn and teller yeah, yeah and there's okay. a lot of nudity men and women oh, yeah. on that show and i had i, I mean and she and she was aware of it but I didn't make a big deal of it, and we just watched the show. Cool. Let me uh, let me throw out a couple of couple of pieces of Facebook wisdom from the last week. Wait, hold on. Can you reframe um, wisdom? Are you sure? Yes. Define wisdom. Yeah, <laughs> I, I can define wisdom in this case. You know what? You have some very odd definitions of things today, anyway. So we definitely need a definition here. We're gonna we're gonna roll with this. <laughs> I think we're just gonna roll with it. So. One of the uh, one of the things I liked and I ended up sharing was just because you're offended doesn't mean you're right. Mm. God, no kidding. Beautiful. The other one was a video by a gun owner who, first of all, showed what his gun looked like loaded and then what it looked like unloaded and asked if anybody could tell the difference. And then essentially his whole video and understand this man is a gun owner and he's pro gun. But the point of his video was that. What's the harm in licensing handguns like we license automobiles? And for that matter, what's the what's the harm in insuring a handgun like we insure an automobile? I can exactly. get with that. Yeah, exactly. I, I I've heard some issues with the with the um, insurance problems because and and I and I think that I think that there's some nuance there that should be investigated. Not that I'm I'm saying absolutely yeah, no. I think that I I mean vehicles we we know how to deal with, right? Yeah, as far as but, that's concerned. But I don't I don't I think that it should be harder to get a gun. I'm sorry. The the the, well, the gun well, the purpose well, of a gun is to kill somebody. The purpose of a car is to get from A to B. But let me let me make this point. Well, a gun can also You know, having having a person with a large number of guns, if he has to insure every one of those guns, I, I think he's gonna be reducing his collection. What do you insure against? The same kinds of things you would insure against like vehicular homicide or car accident. But or... here's I mean and and uh, and uh dumbass was gonna make a good point here. Go ahead and make your point, dumbass. Oh, what was I gonna say? You're you're basically gonna say that, that that they can be used for recreation, right? I mean, oh, actually, I, 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 oh. you, you misheard. I said they can also wound people, but they oh, can okay. also be used for recreation. Okay. I, I was going to say, I mean, there is some nuance to what I'm saying. It's not just for killing. I mean, it is fun to go shoot a gun. I, I enjoy it. I mean, I, I like going to a range. It is fun to shoot a gun. It, I mean, there is something about having that kind of a projectile, that, that kind of power in your hand that is seductive. Yep. And I mean, like, it's a, uh, it requires coordination. It's a, it's a, it's a game shooting at things, trying to get, uh, <clears throat> Uh, right on the spot. It's a know? sport for sure. Yeah. Right, yep. but the purpose. So the archery, and I get to get my arrows back afterwards. But the purpose yeah. in having a handgun is different than the purpose in having a car. So when you talk about insuring them, I think that they, they 
while I don't think it's a bad idea to try and to find a way to insure these guns, but I think it's we, we have to decide what we're insuring against. With a vehicle, it's, it's obvious. It's property damage and, and it's person damage. But with a gun, what do you insure for? You, are, you aim right to ensure they can't see. <laughs> I guess, but so I think that, the, I mean, while while I I think that it might not be a terrible idea, I think that um, there a lot of thought needs to go into it. Yeah, but we're humans. We can work this stuff out. Sure, sure. What about the idea that only, the only thing that will stop a bad guy with a gun is a good guy with a gun? Yeah, well, tell that to the, to the uh, six-year-old that was shot by the eight-year-old. Or the uh, the guy who tried to stop a carjacking and accidentally shot the victim yeah. of the carjacking. Right. My, one of my biggest problems with concealed weapons permits is how easy they are to get. It takes nothing to get a concealed permit. It's it's a in Colorado. I think I I spent an, uh, what an hour and a half in a class and I was qualified. Right. I mean, it takes nothing to get these permits. They don't have to take you to the range to be sure that you even know how to handle a gun before you can get a concealed weapons permit. And that's why I like the idea of, of licensing it like a like a car, because you have to prove proficiency before you get a license for a car. I, and, I, and I like that idea. I like that idea. I also yeah. think that background checks are a fine idea. I don't understand the vitriol against them. Yeah, I don't either. I don't understand. It feels like it's the discussion is so dichotomous. So it's either you're a gun nut and you want six-year-olds and mentally ill people and convicted felons and everybody to have multiple access to um, automatic weapons, or you want nobody to have guns. And that's how our media and how our society is kind of framing it right now. But there's a lot of people like us who aren't like totally anti-gun. We just want some reasonable safety measures. I'm I'm pro-gun. Yeah. I'm I'm pro-weapons. I'm looking at four swords from where I'm sitting right now. And <laughs> I, they are yeah. all sharpened and live. I own two handguns. I own several bows. Yeah. But here's the thing is that I own two I guns. A spork. a spork. Excellent. Excellent. I, I do not for a second think that even though I could go get a concealed weapons permit, I do not think that I am proficient enough to to use it in that kind of a situation. In, in, a, in a hostile situation, I would be – I should not have a gun. Hardly anybody is proficient to use it unless you've been in the military or in the police force or some other had some other specialized training. And we and we see this when when we look at these gun stories, when somebody successfully uses a gun to defuse a situation, usually they have military or police training. And and there is a section in the um, in the National Rifleman, which is the NRA magazine, where they where they put a lot of stories about they they try and put uh, they call it the. um, I've seen this, like homeowner Bob heard a noise outside. His exactly, door. yeah. Yes. And usually, when you look at those situations, I mean, uh, their home break-in situation. Who? No, no good criminal breaks into somebody's house while somebody's still there. They want they they don't want that kind of conflict. Yeah. But when when it, when they defuse the situation. In, when you read the National Rifleman, they won't tell you if the person was an ex-police officer, was a police officer, ex-military. So, but when you go investigate those even further, that's what I find is that usually these per- these people had training. Sure. And and so that training is essential to being able to use the gun in that in that situation. So I think that it takes even more training than a car does. And and a car, you you have to drive the thing around with supervised for. How long before six months, maybe longer before you can get a driver's permit? Okay. So we're asking a lot more of the person getting a driver's license than it than we are to get a concealed weapons permit, and that's, I, I, that's a problem for me. So, so you would not have an, any objection per se to getting your concealed weapons permit after 
only being allowed to fire your gun in the presence of a instructor. No, that I think that is fair. That is reasonable. And if you want to use it in a concealed weapons situation where you think that you that you're going to be using it in a hostile situation, you should be you should do training for that, right? Yep, you should. And I so, yeah, so but people people have the uh, they, they imagine that they're going to get to use the gun. I think more than anybody will. Like, mo- if you if you have a gun, you're probably not going to get to use it in self defense. Uh, yeah, one of the absolutely uh, one of the sitcoms that I watch on Hulu, Blackish. They they covered this subject in not this week's episode, but last week's episode. And basically, they the guy got the gun. He heard the sounds of somebody prowling around the house and he tried to fumble the gun out of the box that it came in and <laughs> almost shot his father with the box from the gun. Uh-huh. Yeah, exactly. So I mean that, but I'll tell you this though. The difference is I know how to use a fucking dildo. Right. <laughs> Me too. Well, now hold on. And you're not going to wait, wait, wait. anybody. Did, did you get any training? You need to put- <laughs> You need to put Jen on the phone so we can get independent confirmation. <laughs> just right now. Yes. She says that I'll buy it. So so the bottom line is that the dildo is less likely to kill somebody. Right. And, and probably as likely to um, help out in a hostile situation as... <laughs> just as... Yeah, exactly. Maybe <laughs> even more because you whip that thing out while the guy's laughing, you rush him. And then right. Ben Carson will be happy. <laughs> Dumbass. And I mean the real kind of dumbass, not the friendly dumbass. Like I, when I talk about dumbass, I mean the other kind of dumbass when I talk about Ben Carson. Anytime you say dumbass, I'm just going to assume it's about me anyway. Oh, I can't. This is this is not good. <laughs> for uh, for for purposes of uh, for purposes of elucidation, let's just call Carson dipshit. Okay, there we go. <laughs> Very good. No, seriously, I don't mind anybody calling anybody else a dumbass. I mean. <laughs> If it gets people to think about me, even better. Just, just remember that it doesn't take a brain surgeon to say the stuff that he's saying. <laughs> uh, all right. Anything else here? No. Dildo's good. Covered it. Guns need more restrictions. Okay. We won't get any hate mail over this either. No. Get, no. Because nobody listens. Ah. <laughs> 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 uh. Listen, I'm happy to have a rational discussion with anybody about this. Yeah, I know. Yeah. All right. So, do you guys? I think we, I've talked about what social engineering is before. Have you, do you guys are you aware of this uh, this subject? Yes, we've talked about it. Okay. Yeah. So, I was hoping to kind of elucidate this a little bit because, man, it for me it keeps coming up. And, and when we talk, when we see people getting affected by viruses, we see people getting hacked. The 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 most the easiest way to hack somebody is using uh, what we a term called what we call social engineering social engineering which is essentially weaponized persuasion if you will the 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 idea the the idea is that using persuasion techniques i can get you to do something that you wouldn't normally do does that make sense right yeah. like you yeah. you could get my password for me pretty easily probably by asking oh where'd you go to high school would you those exactly. So those are those are techniques that people will use. But even even more blunt, if you work in an office, I might I might come in and be, be the the IT guy and say, yeah, I, I need to work on your machine, but I, I need your password in order for me to do that. Right. I got your password. And that and actually, <laughs> usually people don't hesitate to give their password to the IT guy. And I'll say that 
90% of the time, maybe even 99% of the time, that's not a problem, right? It's particularly if you know who the IT guy is, you have a relationship with that person. The problem is, is that if I'm impersonating an IT guy and you don't know who I am and you give me my password. At my company, the, the, you're not supposed to give your password to anybody. So if somebody needs to work on your PC, you need to be there with them, essentially, so you can put in your password. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah, that, that's, and that's really how it should be. But let's be realistic. There are times when it's just like, I could, I could fix this for you, you know, if I had your password. All you need to do is move. Exactly. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I, I ask people, you know, um, could, could I drive? Yes. <laughs> And and as an IT guy, that that's that 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 should be in your vocabulary. Can, can I drive? So these uh, articles that I put in here, the the first one is just some basics of social engineering, what it is, where it gets used. The um and he in the first one he talks about Colorado company that does these kind of penetration testings where they do physical security and and they incorporate a lot of things. So the they get hired um, by businesses to get breached so that they can you know put in better security. Better security practices. I, I think the mo one of the mo the most effective way has got to be to call somebody up and and persuade them to do something like, "Hey, I'm going to send you an email. I need you to click on this link and install this application so that we can, you know, and we'll and we'll get, you know, so we can, you know, update your computer." Hi, I'm from Microsoft. We've detected there's a problem on your computer. Exactly that kind of stuff. That that's that that's another word good one. This is Microsoft, right? Now, if I'm a good even if even if the person whose accent you're hearing probably is not looking out on American shores. Exactly. Even if they're speaking, you know, with an English accent, it, they could be from Microsoft. Yeah. Oh, you were thinking the other way. Yes. <laughs> no, but but even better if if I am if I am targeting a specific company. I will learn as much about that company as possible so that when I call that company, I can say, yeah, I'm working with uh, your CTO, um, whoever it is, Mike, somebody. And he's asked me – he asked me to call you because he, uh, we needed to put uh, a piece of software on your machine uh, so that we could make sure that you were getting proper updates and yada, yada, yada. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to use authority when I, when I, when I call you. That, that you know, and so I'm gonna I'm gonna name drop, and I'm gonna try, and I'm gonna do as much as I can to make it sound like number one, I, I'm supposed to be talking to you, and two, that we're, you're supposed to install this thing on your machine. You know, well, then yeah, that that can be very convincing. It, it does sound like something that you should pay attention to. In terms of the softwares that people get on their own, how many of them are marked Norton approved or Microsoft partner? There we go. Um, just recently, oddly enough. My my company does um, phishing emails where they where they try and where so to for training purposes they they send out fake phishing emails, and what you're supposed to do is either ignore it, open it and report it as phishing, but what you're not supposed to do is open it and then open the attachment. Um, if you How open, how do you know if somebody's ignored it though? Oh, uh, you, you don't. Well, it, 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 if they don't open it, we count it as an ignore. Okay. It's that simple. Now, if they read, they're just not very good at opening their email. Well, that could be that they just don't pay attention to email, but at least they're not going to get, you know, they're not going to install malware that way, right? Um, I actually, one of the people that wasn't expecting it, well, he was, he was so pissed. The company shouldn't do this. Yada, yada, yada. It's like, no, you're, you're pissed because, because you fell for it. <laughs> yeah. And, and next month you won't. Um, and I had, and I had some other people that actually caught it. And came to my office and said, I've got this strange email. Will you take a look at it? I'm like, 
yeah, uh, <laughs> report it. <laughs> and so I had to show people how to report the report these emails. So it is a good technique for, you know, raising people's awareness. Because once you get that fake one and it says, hey, this was a test and you failed, I, hopefully next month you're going to remember that and and you're going to be looking for that fake one if somebody sends you a real one hopefully you you you'll catch it but they're convincing this particular one was about uh was about banking stuff and and the person who fell for it thought was sure that it came from our company but when I when I, I looked at you know we brought and it up right. and, he, and he was right he was right uh, when you look at the email it 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 did not show that it was from from our company it showed that it was from some financial institution and because it's easy to spoof an email. Do you guys know what that is? Yeah. Uh, yeah, spoof the email address. Yeah, exactly. So I can make an email look like it's coming from whoever I want. In fact, you know, I can make a phone call look like it's coming from whoever I want as well. You, you know, when you see caller ID, that, that can be spoofed. The, just because it says that it's the fire department or the police department doesn't mean it is. Because those things, are, the, the, that system is highly hackable. Unfortunately so. So... Um, Mac, oh, I, I have this, these nine tricks of social engineers, favorite, favorite tricks, yep. which I thought were, were, I thought that they were pretty good. Oh, I love some of these. Go ahead. Go ahead. Take, take it. I, I really, I, the, mm. the one that's so simple and so utterly nasty is the guy hanging around outside mm. and smoking mm. with people. So they let him in thinking that he's just another office worker. Right, and this is a good technique because um, in, in especially in larger companies, you might not know everybody. And so yep. this is called, uh, I think they call it piggybacking or they or um, basically, essentially, when you know, the door opens and you go in with everybody else. Yep. The other one that's so, I would say it's so incredibly, <clears throat> it's, it's not so simple to do, but it's going to catch so many people is, you have not paid for the item you recently won on eBay. Please click here to pay. Yeah, that's another good one. I'll say this though, you know, the one about tailgating—that's what they call it. This is this is a tough one because when, like, when I'm going into the building in the morning, I swipe that. I swipe my card. I the, I go in. If there's somebody behind me, it's really difficult to say to them, "The door needs a lock, a lock, and you need to do this yourself." I mean, that sucks, oh, right? That's terrible. Exactly. Yeah. And nobody does it, including me. If, if I'm going to get pwned, this is a good one. Because realistically, I mean, and, and, I, and I, so what I do, <laughs> it's terrible, um, is, I, is I look around, make sure there's nobody around me so that I can get over, swipe the door, get in and close the door before anybody else can get in. So I make sure I'm alone. Wow. Or make sure that they swipe their card. And if they're going to be a jerk about about it to you, you got your card. But they're not. But they're not being a jerk to me. If they but do they what they're for, supposed to do, they're not being a jerk. They forgot their card. But, they, exactly. But, this is the problem. It's like, but, but you you feel like a jerk when you, you do it. Exactly. Them. You do. But realistically, that's what you should do. You need to. You need to be the only one that goes in that secure door. And if it was a knock or someplace like that, I wouldn't feel bad about it at all. Yeah. Um. But, but because it's the door to you're the you're a human being. And exactly. You have instincts. That say that human beings are social, and this is what social engineering is about: is is exploiting those kind of tendencies right there, because that is so hard to do. And in fact, it's really difficult when it's below zero outside, and I get in that fucking door knowing that there's somebody behind me, and I close that thing, and they're tapping on it. Oh, hey, let me in! It's like I I can't. I'm sorry that it's below zero outside, but I'm not letting you in, and it sucks. I feel bad, but I do it. I feel terrible, in fact. Yeah. But that's what this is about. That that is social engineering is exploiting those feelings right there. 
our social instinct is a survival instinct for us. We want part of what we, what made us evolve and part of what made us survive when there's so many larger, bigger, stronger, nastier things out there is the fact that we group together and we communicate with each other. Sure. So it's very easy to prey on our communication skills as well as our imagination. Well, and there's an expectation of reciprocity, right? So, uh, I never, I never expect people to teach me how to cook things. What would be the, what would be, you know, how would you feel if you had left your ID badge in the car or locked your, your keys in your car, whatever it is, whatever they say to get you, how would you feel? I would feel like a dumbass. Sorry. And you would hope somebody would help you. Right. Exactly. Don't apologize. I really like it when people say that. (laughs) You're getting a a commission, aren't you? Exactly. He's getting. Um, But I, you know, if I leave my ID badge and I and I know that I'm supposed to have it, then I I know it's my own damn fault. But not everybody's going to feel that way either. How about this, Terry? You get you get an email from me that says I'm traveling in London and I lost my wallet. Can you wire me some money? Dude, like, no. Fuck you. What are you doing in London without me? me, You know what I would think? I would think that's not Brian because if he knew me at all, he knows I don't have any money. (laughs) Brian has a wife. I I, I am not the person to solve this for you. Wow. Okay. You remember the the conversation where we had where I told you how much I had in savings? (laughs) Yeah. Oh, my God. Now I feel worse for you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So, okay. So this one's that conversation. This one is clearly not going to work for me. No, but I like the. It was fascinating to learn about people buying the branded shirts at thrift stores and then using those to. Look oh like yeah, so oh, the guy yeah. buys a Cisco shirt at a thrift store and he uses that as part of his hack. So he goes into it, you know. Basically, I'm from Cisco. I'm here to look at your network. Sure, uh, go ahead. Well, it's and a if disguise. you don't, if you don't have a branded shirt, or if it's professional dress, what if you picked up like a coffee mug? with the logo of the company at a thrift store. I see those all the freaking time. Yeah. yeah I love the idea. The other thing he does is he wears a badge because you know, we have the badges that we have to wear. Mm-hmm. And the badge says, I don't belong here. <laughs> and nobody kicks him out. Oh, that's awesome. I, don't, I think that would, I mean, I, I don't think if I walked around my office without my badge, and, and a lot of these people don't know me now that I work in a much bigger uh, office, they're not going to say a damn thing. Sure. Do you know how it's bees or wasps, but do you know how they protect the hive? It's bees, I believe. You know how they protect the hive? Dildos? They protect it from everything from the outside. Mm. But if you get in the hive, they don't know what to do about you. Mm. Because That's they exactly, yeah. To be there. That is that is an excellent point, right? If you got through the door somehow, then you should belong there. That That's a really exactly. good point. I hadn't thought about that. Yeah, that's exactly what's going on. Yeah, how could you get in the building if you weren't legit? <laughs> okay, Terry, you get so it. So you're saying in order to get into a building, I need to dress up as a bee? Yes, that's what yes. we're saying. Yes. Send us pictures. <laughs> someone <laughs> someone sent you an email, Terry, that says that they have a crush on you. Download this application to find out who it is. Nope. <laughs> Terry's but that, that Nigerian nope. prince oh. is definitely going to come through for me, right? See, yeah, that, exactly. That's, that's right. The secret, like to me, even I, who am not tech savvy, would be like, how can an app tell me who my secret, who secretly has a crush on me? Okay, dumbass. I do do occasionally do those stupid Facebook quizzes, but primarily to find out how wrong they are. (laughs) Uh, By the way, 
according to the last quiz that both uh, Jen and I took, she and I are both 18-year-old males. Oh, yeah, she told me about that. (laughs) Okay, dumbass, you receive an email that somebody has a crush on you and you download this app to find out who it is. God, I've got to know who has a crush on me. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) It's going to depend on how lonely and how curious you are, isn't it? Okay. Ian, I saw you in this video. Check out this link. I can only find my videos on my own. Ooh, I did that once. I oh. saw my buddy was in. He was at a bike race, and there's a vi- there was a video on YouTube, legit video of him in the race. And I sent him the link and told him oh. what the timestamp. Well, that's okay. Yeah. I mean, that should be okay. But I might do the same thing to yeah. you, but with a malicious link. Right. Yeah, that's true. <clears throat> this one, I think, this one's a good one right here. This this one could get a lot of people. Hey, you were on the news. Did you see this? Yeah. People love to see themselves and particularly love to see themselves being famous. So the vanity one, the vanity one could get all of us, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Although, I mean, uh, it has to be from somebody you know. Otherwise, who's this guy sending me an email? I had an interesting encounter again, Facebook. Facebook Messenger. It, it turned out that this is a coworker of mine, but his account had been hacked in some way. So he pops up at like four o'clock in the morning when I'm playing with my tablet. And starts talking to me, and within like three lines, he starts talking about this business opportunity. And I'm sitting here going, okay, I know this isn't him because this guy can't – this guy is chatty as all get out. He doesn't get right to the point on anything. So I said, how did we meet? And I get back on Facebook, and I'm like, okay, you're not Bob. Goodbye. Right, but here's the thing is that so so his account got hacked. And you got it, and you got information from him. So, yep. so, and so, and this should also be a spoofed email. If I send an email to you, dumbass, saying, "Hey, look at this video," are you going to check the header information and track it back to make sure that it came from me and that it's not a spoofed email? Probably not. There no, we go. If you see yeah. his name on it, you're probably going to open it. And so there, there we go. So if I'm a good social well, engineering, know, if, I, if if I see that uh, it's an attachment and it's like an executable or something, I'll be like, "Okay, this is weird." I'm not going to do that. But you don't think that I could just uh, create a link with the Metasploit payload that when you clicked on it would install on your machine? You might do that. I mean, <laughs> like, it, it, that might be possible. I mean, I'm not going to click on any attachment. It would be strange for you to send a video in an attachment anyway. It would be. You're right, but I've sent you audio that way before. Yeah, audio. I recognize an audio file, though. Right, but uh, if I set up an audio, uh, if I if I make it look like an audio, but it's an exit, you know, you're going to catch it. You're going to catch that one, I, I imagine. But what I'm, but there are sophisticated ways that to obfuscate the to make a uh, to make something look like a package that it's not. And so when somebody clicks on it, you know the one that gets the, that has gotten the most people in my office. UPS couldn't deliver uh, deliver this uh, package for you. Um, and so, and they sent an attachment, you open the attachment to you know, track the package that has gotten the most people in my office. Oh, that's, the one I've, the one that's I've dirty. Seen. Yeah. That's so dirty. Cause we're all on Amazon. Well, exactly. Right. It is dirty. Yeah. And he, and he was expecting a package that he was afraid that he missed. Yes. It is dirty. I didn't blame him. Right. No. I mean, I did, I did kind of, because I had talked to him about this before, but on the other hand, it's like, fuck, this could happen to anybody. Right. It sucks, but it could happen to anybody. The one that I've seen so many times is, you know, yada, 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 dot mp3.exe. 
So they think they're downloading right. an MP3 of a song, and it's actually an executable so, file that's infecting their PC. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. So I can send an, an audio file that's really an executable, and when you double-click on it, it installs a program. Yeah, this stuff, this stuff is so insidious. But the, the point of the link that I put up in there... Oh, yeah, go ahead. ...is that it's, it's everywhere. <clears throat> There's, it's not just stuff that's happening on the computer. Anytime a commercial comes on TV, or even sometimes when you're watching your shows, you are being socially engineered. You are being led to believe that this man is the most interesting man in the world because he drinks Dos Equis. And if you drink Dos Equis, you may have a beard like his too. We know that that's bullshit because if you're that interesting, you drink bourbon. <laughs> we are led to believe that if you put on this Axe body spray, suddenly the pretty sprinter will forget that she was going to run a race and she will stand up and look at you instead. When in reality, she will actually flee from the cloud of <laughs> awfulness yeah. that surrounds you. More than likely. Um, we, we are led to believe, though, that double mint gum brings the pretty double mint twins. You know what? When I see those twins, I never have thought about gum. Wait, wait, I have thought about chewing. You, that's not how you summon them? You, you chew up that <laughs> to a stick Brian, and they, they automatically appear? Brian, don't, don't, don't beat the dead Bill Hicks. <laughs> Use your own material, man. Oh, I don't have any material, man. Mine's Your all stolen. <laughs> um, but anyway, it's all it's all social engineering. <clears throat> Modern Family, the TV show, is social engineering. I think of social engineering being more maybe more insidious than what than than the kind of persuasion you're talking about. But it is for sure. I mean, but it's but the type of stuff I'm talking about. Some of it's obvious, and some of it's some of it's very, very subtle. Sure. But the the key to this is <clears throat> you have to realize that you are being socially engineered and then you know how to deal with it. Whether you want to buy the product or not, you need to be aware that you're being socially engineered into being told about the product in the first place. Absolutely. You know, and, and, and you're right. I, I uh, The next article that I have up here is basically a sales pitch. As I was reading through it, I'm identifying the ways that I'm being persuaded to buy this product. I was saying before the podcast, I think there's a double payload here because I think that he's selling you his his product, but I also think he's also gathering your email address and information to sell that to lists list brokers. Oh, I think you're probably right. I think that's probably exactly what that that is definitely going on here that they're that they're going to sell this to other people that are selling similar types of stuff. So what we're talking about, the a link to the article that I saw originally, where is that? Cuz it was cuz it was a really good link. And I think I think it was on one of Terry's articles. It's the it was on the addicting uh -oh. information one? No, maybe it's the other one. Yeah, no, it's this one. So the link that I clicked on originally was how to make any woman obsess over you. And so I thought, oh, this is God. I had an idea of what this was about. And then when you get to the top of the page, the, the title on the top of the page is three steps that transform a cold girl into your loving, loyal girlfriend. What do you think of that, Terry? I think yeah. Well, I watched. I started to watch the video, and I couldn't stand it. I could. But not stand but you it. see why I had to click on that. I mean, right. it was just, it was it's it's link link bait for sure. It's like right. what the fuck that. I mean, it's it's crazy. Number one, right? 
Yes, because we yeah, like we're all exactly the same, and there's some sort of magic formula that works on all of us. Brian, so you're saying you just met him, and this is crazy, but but here's your number and call, call you. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. So yeah, so this guy one and one of the first things that uh, the other interesting thing about the top of the video it says that this video won't be up for long, so watch it till the end. So he so right from the start, he's priming you that this is a limited resource. Right. Um, I've seen that same thing watch this before somebody takes it down exactly we've talked about that before we've seen that on on stuff particularly prepper uh, remember the prepper stuff oh. yeah so it was on because, there because it's highly illegal to give people advice about you know dating women <laughs> they don't want you to know right? yeah exactly they don't want you to know yep uh, there's a cabal of people out there who don't want you to get laid and so the other thing that this guy does through the whole video is tell you that he's going to tell you these these secrets. He's he's going to give you a tip. One of the things as is uh, dumbass was listening to this. He says, "I I want to know what the I got What's the tip?" He never gives a tip. He he always he always tells you that he's going to give it to you. But, but first he, I've got to tell you this gonna, story. He, yeah, I'm going to give you this tip in a minute. Just to first tell you this story. He doesn't get around mm. to it. He never so tells the tip. He teases you with the tip that he pulls out at the last minute. Exactly yes. right. He actually pulled out. <laughs> So you and you get all the way through it, and then and, and then he wants you to click the orange button at the bottom and go to his site. And and of course one one of the one of the main techniques is he tells you that he could charge thousands for this program, right? I I mean it is I, I've had people I charge I, for a weekend seminar I charge two thousand dollars, right? And I'm going to give you uh, the all this I'm going to give I'm you. I'm a moron. I will go to a weekend seminar about getting girls for two thousand dollars. <laughs> Right, it's questionable whether the seminar ever really happened, right? Right. And so, but and then he tells you that you know basically, then normally he sells it for this price, but today only, right now, you can get this for this much. And but during the video, he says, "Listen, if you're not serious about about actually dating women, you just leave right now." Aww. Okay, so he's just a, he's just insulted your manhood. Exactly, right? <laughs> if you're not ready for a for a real woman. That's a really good well, that's point. Thing about, man that's right. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing, uh, like, um, what we were talking about before about uh, bullshit uh, machismo. <laughs> uh, how you, uh, you're, you're a man, you're supposed to be getting the women. Right. But wait a minute, wait a minute. I know that this guy's video was accurate and scientific, though, because he showed a DNA chain in the video. <laughs> yeah. He talks. Well, I love that. He said, he said this is, this is uh, female DNA, and you're <laughs> about to learn. How there's a trick to get into the female DNA. No, it was female DNA. I saw I didn't see any Y chromosomes in there at all. Right. It was pink. It was pink. Oh, yeah, of course. What are you going to do? You're going to you're going to jigger. There is one thing different about female DNA as opposed to male DNA. (laughs) Female DNA is pink. (laughs) Right. We saw that in the video. That's that's a known scientific fact. So you're going to tweak the DNA and get women to produce different amino acids? No, no, no. But... E- no, no. Every woman is born with a code in their DNA. And if you can correct that code, they will want you. So the first part of that is true. <laughs> <laughs> wait. wait, wait is there a DNA code for amino acids? <laughs> <laughs> but... <laughs> right. But there's, but there's a special piece of code in there that can make you want me. Oh. If I can trigger it. Sure. I'm going to activate that. I'm going to activate that piece of code. Do it. Do it right now. Let's see if it works. Let's test this hypothesis. I'm sorry. I didn't buy the program, and so I can't even attempt to test what it is. (laughs) 
but I t- but I promise you, Terry, if it's I could do it, you would leave stuff. your husband for me. That's what That's I'm telling true. you right now. It's standard pickup artist stuff. So you got a peacock and you've got a whatever else. <laughs> hey, listen. And the hey, background is the, is, the, is the sad, lonely sound of dumbass's heart breaking. Listen, oh. he, he, he has a formula that he can text a woman using literatica to activate them. And Wait once you do, you have the brightest I, I, I plumage. Get to the literatica part. What did he say about literatica? <laughs> what? Wait, what? I, I said I didn't. I didn't get to the literatica part. What I know. Did he say about literatica? Okay, so what he said is that he he, he basically the, the 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 key is literatica, and he says when he so, was. So wait, if the key is literatica, the key is to use alarmingly bad grammar. <laughs> and, and should I should I should I start talking to women? Should I start talking to women about their pink folds and petals of womanhood? Begin every sentence with, I never believed it could happen to me, but... <laughs> that's right. <laughs> well, now, see, that's not literatica. That's penthouse war. Uh, so so what he says... <laughs> and maybe maybe we're doing the... Maybe I should have let you all... Maybe, maybe I should have let you get all the way through it. Every, maybe I should have put... I, I should have gotten it up earlier. I'm sorry I just found it today. So that everybody could have gotten through it. I'm sorry. But I don't know what your douche tolerance is. Ryan. <laughs> Is that the is that the title of your sex tape? I should have gotten it up earlier. <laughs> should have gotten it up earlier. <sighs> L- listen, I do not want to talk about my premature ejaculation at the moment. Okay. Worst sex tape ever. Worst sex tape ever. But Brian, I hear news on that is coming quickly. No. I just said the room was dark. She took off her shirt, and I blew my load. All right, let's get to what he has to say about, uh, what was it again? Literatica. So, okay, so what he says, what he says is that he, is that he, he, he started reading Literatica, and because all women read Literatica, every woman you know at some point has read Literatica, and so he, so he read everything, he, he read everything online, he bought Every book, he says. He says you might know a little book called um, Fifty Shades of Grey. That's literatica, and and that is true. That it is. That is true. That is true. Fifty Shades of Grey was actually written as as uh, Twilight fan fiction. Yes. Basically. Yes. So and so he says he read all of these, and then he read scientific argue, articles, and then he figured it out. Which ones? Uh, he, everything. He read everything. All the science. I don't know. Okay. So hold on one moment. Okay. Um, if he's read literatica. Then he's aware that ninety percent of the female author, female authors on Literatica are actually young boys from India. Uh, uh, I'm just saying. I, I I don't know. But using this, he he what he did is that he there was a girl that I was dating another. There was dating a friend of his that and the, he he was in the friend zone. He knew that he was never going to be able to 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 have a relationship with this woman. So he's saying he wished that he had Jesse's girl. Yes, he did. Except in this case, he decided to test his texting formula on Jesse's girl. And what he was able to do is he was able to figure out the formula. And he, and after he did this with her, after he sent the series of texts, she made out with him in cab. He she dumped her boyfriend, and he, she became way too clingy. So I had to dump her. So he, he had, had to, to dump her. her. He had to dump her because she became too clingy. But he, but he knew that it worked. He had the formula now. You know, even if there is such a thing as a formula that will work so well, 
eventually it's going to become so widespread and women are just going to see that and they're going to know what's going on and they're not going to respond to it anymore. Well, but you got to keep this a secret, dumbass. Don't tell Terry. <laughs> <laughs> it's, All right, it's I'll, go, going, I'll go purchase the program then. And... <laughs> it's going back to the well-known chicks dig jerks thing. <laughs> yes, it is. Which we talked about with there is, Lincoln Eagle. Yeah. There, is, there is some truth to chicks dig jerks. The reason is because jerks are generally incredibly confident and very alpha. Sure. And we are, as a society, programmed to appreciate and follow people who give those alpha characteristics, even if they're psychopaths. Right. But one of the things that he says in here, and this is another one of those influence you know, hacks, is he says – if you live in Germany, it's more than likely that you've seen my girlfriend. But I can't tell you who she is because of legal reasons. <laughs> His imaginary girlfriend. <laughs> right? But but yeah. now, oh, he's got this hot girl. Oh, he can't tell us who it is. Oh, but he can't tell us because she's imaginary. Yeah. <laughs> the one thing that bugs me is the assumption of, uh, like, if you're in the friend zone, that's a terrible thing. And I'm not sure if I've talked to you, about, to you guys about this before, but that always bugs me that people – on Facebook or wherever complaining yeah. about women who friend zone. And it's like, you know, just because well, just because you're a nice guy doesn't mean that women are expected to throw themselves at you. Well, th that's but that's what this guy's getting at, because he starts out by talking about how how he, you know, he he would uh, spend lots of money on women and stuff like that. And that didn't work. And and so he gave up his job. He and he started working with one of the one of the number one renowned pickup artists and that didn't work and yada 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 and and then so by the time he was dating this woman that he's dating now he was fifty thousand dollars in debt and she was paying for all the dates because he had the secret he cracked the code the way he presented the the whiny business about and i spent this much on sushi and this much on flowers and this much da 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 da, da. it was such, it was so commodified and it was so dis that part was really disgusting to because, me because because this guy it, i mean it starts out you couldn't get a woman because you were a douchebag number 1 you had right. these expectations it's it's you know and like i i think though also that he's commodifying it to show you that his system is worth thousands of dollars. Well, that's what he's doing. That's the other thing is that he's showing you that it's worth that. But th it's, it's and, interesting. You know, just, just, to, just imagine how much he saved on prostitutes. <laughs> this idea, I mean, and, and I'm old fashioned. They, I think that, you know, men should pay for sex on the first date. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny when Amy Schumer says it, I, I swear. <laughs> I, 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 I've been married a couple of times, and I, I will tell you that men end up paying for sex forever. Oh, really? Yep. So, uh, this is a this is a Pandora's box. It is a Pandora's sure box. It's right. <laughs> yep. It's because because yeah. <laughs> I I would say that I, I don't pay for for sex. Do women pay for sex? And what if I take exactly? Time? I mean, it, here's the thing: is that. There is an there is an emotional exchange that happens here for sure, right? Whether it's monetary or not, if you're doing it right, there's an emotional exchange. I, I I'm not I, I I would disagree with the idea that that men pay for sex forever. I I think that's. Uh, I was being smart. I know you were. I know. <laughs> uh, but if we go down that rabbit hole, this guy ultimately he's a he comes across as a as a douchebag. So and he knows his audience though, right? 
Yeah. People are well, paying his, for this his shit. Audience are people who are nice guys and pay for dates, but they're not really nice guys, and they're fed up with being nice guys. The, his system completely because nice guys finish last. This system completely disrespects the autonomy of the woman. Well, they they all have this code programmed in their DNA. They don't have autonomy. It's, well, exactly right. That right. so exactly. yeah, exactly. So that's the problem. It, so it, because science and America. So it's disres- So I don't understand how you can start a long term relationship. With a with a woman by initially disregarding who they are, that they're just that they're just a piece of meat. They're just a, a piece of DNA that all you do got to do is crack their code. Well, and, uh, correction here. I believe that is his long term relationship with any woman he has. Well, that's true. I mean, what, what does he mean by long term? Right. That's the other problem. But this uh, this and man, there was another piece of this as I was going through this that just uh, burned my britches. He, I, I don't know. It's just so disrespectful. I mean, that this idea that that the idea that women are just a, oh yeah, the high standards. He says I have high standards. What the fuck does that mean? What it means is he wants he he wants he wants arm candy. He doesn't care about anything beyond that, right? I have he has the uh, he has the same high standards. I think it was Groucho Marx that had those high standards. Yes, he refuses to be a a member of any organization that would have him as a member. <laughs> Yeah, they, he's they, a seven eleven. He's a seven, and he thinks he's an eleven. Well, that there could be that too, right? That could he be has, going on. He yeah. has high standards. He wouldn't date any woman who's who would want to date him. It it is possible because clearly she has low standards. There you go. Yeah, we have to acknowledge that this system may have worked for him. We don't actually know, but even if it does work, it doesn't mean it's a good idea because it doesn't. Well, if, it, if it does work, it won't work on every woman. Well, that's the other thing is that right. he says my, it's going to work. Yeah, that's that's a good point. I mean, any any kind of strategy you use will only be effective on certain women. He's selling the fantasy though that you have control over women. It's yeah, it's about control. It's a lot right. about you know trigger the DNA thing, and then she'll behave in this way. And as long as you do what I tell you, you you're in control of the situation. He, you have control over her. The other thing that he says that by using this system that that of the nine long-term relationships that he's had which makes me really wonder how he's long they were he's pretty young how did he have exactly long- that's it exactly <laughs> that uh, eight well, of them it depends, appro- it depends on his definition of a long-term relationship and in this case his definition of a long-term relationship is a day i, I, I don't know you don't want to know what a short-term relationship is right <laughs> so he says that of of the of the nine eight of them approached him he didn't approach those women they approached him so yeah. have women falling all over you. Exactly. You'll have women falling all over you by using this system. More women than you can deal with. The other thing is that he has a he oh he does give a tip. No, I'm sorry, he gives a tip. I'm sorry. He does give one tip. Ooh, what is it? What is it? This this tip is to identify if if a woman is willing to have sex with you on the first date. And? And That's what I was waiting for. What is it? What is okay, it? Okay, okay, what it is Is she drunk? <laughs> Sorry. It, Sorry. You know what? I don't. I'm not positive, but he didn't say it included roofing the woman. <laughs> that if you, if before you go out on the date, ask her to come over to your house. If she's willing to come to your house first, then more than likely she's willing to put out on the first date. If she won't come to your house, it may take a. It may take three dates. <laughs> Do you know how many women would not meet you at your house? <laughs> 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 that's right. Hey, this creep wants me to come to his house first. Hey, this rapist wants me to come to his house. <laughs> yeah, 
That's why they're willing to have sex on the first date. Ah, that was you the know, tip. I, I believe that that is actually a characteristic that has been weeded out through natural selection, has it not? <laughs> you would think, yeah. Yeah, because because women who went over to his house on the first date, you know, never came it, back. They never, <laughs> never came back. <laughs> Because they're all buried in his backyard. You, right. you, you it's right. Wonderful. You only fall for that once. <laughs> <laughs> and you don't fall for anything else ever again. Uh, oh, that's uh, so creepy. It is creepy. It is bad. It is really bad. Oh, wow. But to go back, he's using a lot of these influence techniques. And I put a book up here that I think is a really good book. The book is called Influence. And uh, it, it says that it's uh, a collection of business essentials, right? But these influence techniques are being used by salesmen. They're being used by people all the time. And one of the things that I've noticed after reading this book is that I identify much quicker what, what, what's, how somebody's trying to influence me. I, I highly recommend this book. And, the, and it's, it's called Influence, and it's by Robert B. Cialdini, I would say. Cialdini, yeah, Ph.D., it's it is fabulous. I mean, and there are other social engineering books that I absolutely recommend that are very good. But this book is is overall general. What I love about the book is that a lot of the a lot of the um, a lot of the techniques he tells about are ones that he fell for. And then he went, oh, shit, what did I just do? And then he goes back to his team to evaluate what he fell for. It, it, I mean, cool. yeah, so there's not, he's not writing this book as somebody who says, ah, I'll never fall for these. He's going, I fell for this. This is how. It, mm-hmm. it's, it, the book is brilliant. It's that absolutely is, fantastic. Valuable too. Yeah, it is. This is a great book. Everybody because should read this. Not, he's not talking down to the person. He's saying, I fell for this too. It doesn't talk down to anybody. Never. Yeah. This book is, this book is brilliant. what's important about not talking down to people? Um, penis envy? I, I don't know. Well, you tell me. Humans are social animals. Ah, yes. And if you want to, I'm talking down to you, aren't I? Yeah, you are. You're talking. But go ahead. Continue. Go ahead. Humans are social creatures, and we want to believe that we're like somebody else. It go. You know. You remember way back in when we watched the experiment about the smoke coming into the door, and nobody else in the room got up. Yes. That's that's the same kind of social engineering. Yes, it is, and and I think that hopefully we illustrated the point that everybody is susceptible to this. There's nobody that that is not susceptible to this. Everybody, everybody can be social engineered. Everybody can fall for one of these things, and even the ones that I've identified and said, okay, I, I watch out for this. I bet I would, I could still fall victim to them. I can kind of see the position of somebody who's like in the smoke filled room and nobody's reacting because it's kind of like, well, maybe this kind of thing goes on all the time and there's something I don't know about. That's exactly yeah, maybe, right. Maybe this office I'm applying <laughs> yeah. for spontaneously catches fire a lot. <laughs> and, you know, they're, 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 they're adept at dealing with it, so nobody's alarmed. I've been in a movie theater where there was a fire that was, that was smoking and we all kind of sat there and said, do you want to leave? We're in the middle of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so. Right. But but that but that's the point. Right. Yeah. Is that these techniques exploit those those things that are normal to us. Right. And the, and they and they work and everybody is susceptible to these. And so we have to become aware of it. There, There's a guy. Um, is, is his name Dennis Williams? Williams something and he did um there's a show called the, the Real Hustle and he and they did the show for 9 seasons 
And to this day, you know, he he said he admits that he can that he falls victim that he can fall victim to to uh, to the hustles that you know that they that they exploit in the show, and that he's become paranoid about them. And so and so now his job is is showing other people how how to protect themselves again right. against these kinds of hustles. So talking about this, are we saying that maybe there is some sort of uh, social engineering way to? Get women more interested in you. <laughs> uh, uh, yes, it's... dumbass, there is, and you know, uh, for hundred bucks, I will give it to you. <laughs> it's Paul Wilson. Paul Wilson is the guy that I'm thinking of. He's a magician, and he he is he is an excellent hustler. And uh, the Real Hustle was a great show, and he is, uh, and he still he still talks about it. You can find some great stuff on YouTube. He um, and he's he's really an expert in hustling. He's he's done a lot of it, and he would and he still says that he could be that he could be hustled, and that's important to remember that no matter how good you are at this stuff, you can be tricked. That's that's the important key here is that you can be hustled. I I well, that's one of the reasons I'm that I'm going to amend that and say no matter how good you are, you will be okay. Sure, absolutely, and you will be tricked. Yeah, you just have to be aware that it's going to happen because. That's what being human means, is that you are going to fall for social stuff. Right. And for, for anybody who doesn't know, that part of the reason I call myself dumbass is as a reminder that, you know, I'm not smart and above, like, extra smart above everybody else, like, that I can't be fooled. There are times that uh, I will be fooled and I'll be a dumbass. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it happens to everybody. But it's admitting that that it's difficult, right? Because nobody wants to admit that they got scammed. Right, nope. it's so embarrassing. Yeah, it is embarrassing. It's it's and yeah. If they get scammed, they want to use it on somebody else. Well, it does happen that way. Yes, sometimes. Nope. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, once once that happens to you, you want to you want somebody else to go through it. Right, because you want to prove that you weren't that stupid because it, somebody else fell for it too. Exactly, and and the fact of the matter is is that somebody else did fall for it. And but the only thing that that I find is that by reading the influence book. And by and by watching the real hustle and by studying social engineering, the only thing, the only benefit that I really get ultimately is that I realize quicker that I've been taken. <laughs> <laughs> I'm that's say, that's the I'm only real two words: chain letter. Chain. Oh yes, I forgot about chain letters. Absolutely. You guys, you guys, uh, have you ever gotten a chain letter? Yeah. 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 Send this to twenty other people, and, and you'll have good luck. If you don't, you're gonna have bad luck. Or the, the thing that I'm seeing on Facebook these days so much is, do you love the Lord? Type amen or scroll if you're an unbeliever. I was just going to say that, yeah. <laughs> if, you, if you hate our troops, do not share this message. Yep. <laughs> oh, that's good. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's soldier. soldier I, I love part. all the stories about the people who didn't forward the letter and things that ha didn't that happened to them. If you've already got a big penis, don't share my penis pills. <laughs> uh, anyway, but for the rest of us... There's you insight. This, you think we're ready to put this one to bed? I think so. I think we're done. That's a right, go, we'll go ahead. Let's have it. We'll get to the Martian next time. Okay, that's absolutely. Yep. Yeah. All right. Say good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. Well, if you've made it this far, that's an hour of your time. You're never getting back. But the amateur skeptics appreciate you giving that hour to us. If you'd like to tell us how you felt about spending that hour with us, let us know at WTF at amateurskeptics.com. You could always roast us in a voicemail at 720-295-7785. The Amateur Skeptics Podcast is distributed under a Creative Commons share-alike, no-derivatives, 3.5 license. 
So, hand it to an unsuspecting friend, but please, just don't change the content. Intro music by Peter Canold. Find more of Peter's music at soundcloud.com forward slash P-K-A-N-O-L. Exit music by OFM. Find more of their music at myspace.com forward slash OFMHQ. Artwork for the Amateur Skeptics by Sean Smith Ford. Copyright Shadow Knight Digital Portraiture.